What up, y'all? Before we kick off the episode, we want to let you know that we have a gift for our 3,000th patron. We oh, have yeah. over 3,000 patrons over at the Right Pack, mm-hmm. which is www.righteousandratchet.com, where... $5 gets you double the righteous, double the ratchet. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus episode every single week. Oh, and yeah. exclusive content. We chat over there. It's a whole budding community, double. And in recognition of us hitting 3,000 Patreons, we have decided to fly out a lucky Patreon member, let them have a meal with us, and meet us in person. Somebody getting flewed out to yeah, LA. Absolutely. All expenses paid. All expenses is paid. Fuck. You, you feel do. me? You and f- that lucky winner is, drumroll priest. <laughs> Get off me. Charnay Root. You have won a free trip to Los Angeles, California to have a meal with Dobithius and myself. Uh, You can expect an email from Mm -hmm. our team. We'll arrange the travel and all that, and we're going to feed you a good meal. And if and you would, li- and if you would like to be a part of the Patreon, the right patron, pack, patron, patron, called. patron, um, the next, the next milestone we are going to acknowledge will be the five thousandth member, uh-huh. and we will give that lucky person one thousand, one thousand, a whole US band s dollars will be given away when we hit five. So go ahead, spend five dollars with patron. us. You might win a thousand. You might. It's like a raffle, but. In the midst of the raffle, you mm-hmm. get Double the Righteous, Double the Ratchet. It gives you a bonus episode every week and other exclusive content before other people see it. Some stuff people never get to see, and you do. So join us, www.righteousandratchet.com, mm-hmm. and we'll see you at 5,000. Now enjoy the show. Charnay Root. We'll Nate. see you soon. We'll see you soon. Yeah, see me. Are you ready? Ready. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. And I am Kevin Fredericks. And this is another installment of Started Off on the Right. Right. Righteous and ratchet and righteous and ratchet. We're right back again. Right back in Kevin State Studios worldwide. Yeah, we, we can breeze that's through that I one. I, I, I might be able to drop that out. You Fix keep it that in that post. Put yeah. auto-tune on it, Josh. Yeah, take his <laughs> mic away. Um, all right, guys. This is a a, a great day. A great day uh, for Dobithius. You know how many people called you Dobithius last week on the weekend? Did you notice that? Dobithius? Yeah, because I said that in oh, the thing. Oh, you did. I heard like seven people call you Dobithius. That's oh. your name. That's your that's your new, new name, name alert. Dobithius. Dobithius. Oh, I it. All right, so um, being as we do, you know, we have a podcast here because, you know, all of us are a little bit righteous. And, all and of us a little, little bit, bit ratchet. Ratchet. And um, we, we veer off the regular path. Um, we oh, don't yeah. always have to do what everybody else says that we have to do. So this is a who, special. Who says what we have to do anything? I don't know. We just don't have to always talk about pop culture. Yeah, we don't life. always have to talk about things like that. We talk about our own lives. Pop talk corn, about ourselves. Pop tarts. Mm-hmm. Pop tarts. Pop- What's your favorite pop tart? Naked strawberry. Naked strawberry. Yeah. Oh, the icing? No frosting. We should do a one gotta go with Pop Tarts. Everything can go but naked strawberry. You, over cinnamon? Yeah, I don't I only like uh fruit flavor Pop Tarts. Dude, really? you, you I don't understand like, what he's saying. He likes Pop Tarts without the icing on mm-hmm. it. You're crazy. That's the best. No. I like my Pop Tarts like I like my one. Naked. Oh. <laughs> 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 you weirdo. Um, what you, what's your favorite Pop Tart? It's the cinnamon one. Really? Oh. I only eat fruit. I don't like and the I, chocolate. I, I, I like them warm. I mean, yeah. I like them room temperature. I don't mind them room temperature. No one likes. I don't like brown one? sugar ones. I don't like s'mores. S'mores hurt my teeth. It's like oh, my teeth be like oh, okay, okay. This is a lot. That's what hurts your teeth. Why yeah. do s'mores hurt your teeth? The s'mores pop tart. It's so much sugar. Oh, the sweet. It's the sugar on top, and then it's marshmallow. I mean, they all got sugar. I'm kind of one of those guys. Marshmallow only for s'mores fresh when you're camping. 
Marshmallows aren't a good like. I don't. I can't think of another. I don't put marshmallows. I was say, in do you like just, that Rocky did you Road ever just candy pop, bar? Did you guys? Oh, ever just but pop? they're good in Rice Krispies. Rice Krispie treats. Mm-hmm. And but Rocky even Road. Then, but even then, that's that's yeah. I don't really like properly the, portioned. I don't like the mass produced. Rice Krispie treat. I like you make it at the house and you eat oh, it. Oh, yeah, because black people go, the butter, Oh yeah. the amount of the recipe that says butter and what we put in there, like, oh, yeah. uh, we'll decide Can't how much the butter goes in the rice. It's like with Kool-Aid. Like, we never, I never Man, just put I a looked, cup of sugar. I, when I was like eight, I looked at the instructions. I was like, one cup? Who? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> At one cup, we just getting started. Yeah, this party it is. We just got to the party. <laughs> we just got one cup. Going. It must I be one cup down. at a time. You know? Yeah, one cup at a time. So, so one time I made Kool-Aid with one cup, it was the worst thing ever. It probably just tastes like colored water, right? Yes. Listen, I wouldn't die bad Kool-Aid. That's the I know. G2. You know what's funny? My kids never have Kool-Aid. They never made Kool-Aid in their life. I think you need to culture them and give them some Nah, Kool-Aid. we off that, man. Capri Side note, what's your, what's your favorite Kool-Aid? I think mine was Chocolate Finn. That's slept on. What? What? Charcoalberry Finn. Was that like a special edition? No. Y'all never had Charcoalberry Finn Kool-Aid? I know. I know. And you're not going to act like that's a common flavor because it's Selena, not. Selena, have you had Charcoalberry Finn Kool-Aid? None of y'all have had Chocolateberry Fan Kool Aid. You know he got a special edition Kool Aid, sir. Serious? Because you had so much Kool Aid, we just gonna send this to you. What Kool Aid reward point? <laughs> Shut up. Y'all never really had Chocolateberry no. Fan. Mm-mm. Wow. No. It be your own Josh's and Cavs and Serena's. Okay. Right. The team is growing. What's, what's your favorite flavor though? Uh, there was like a blue ice flavor one time. It was like limited edition ice blue, ice blue. Remember that? Mm-mm. Anybody? No, no. Mm-mm. You strike me uh, as more of a Calypso cooler man. I never heard of that. Just red standard edition mm-hmm. is good enough for me. Whatever the flavor red was, whatever that's that it. was, just on red, ice, just red. red on ice. Yeah, available at Greens and Gravy. Yes, mm-hmm. where's Greens and Gravy? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Oh, you didn't get to go. No, I want to put me down. Oh, he might not be able to eat though because he's trying to. He's you know. Oh, I'm gonna eat. Trying to beat you. Yeah. Oh, let's give him a quick update on our no, weight loss. Oh, here's the thing about the weight loss thing. I told Doughboy I'm not going to be weighing, every weighing week. myself every week. I am. Um, I mean, I'm gonna weigh myself every week. I think the for the competition, it'll be boring. If it's like down two, up one, like every I week. I think that we should. Show people whatever that. you want. I think I oh shoot the scale's not here. You I ordered the scales for here. No, I haven't weighed myself. We should get a big scale like the episode like in the, the office. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we I started at three fifteen last week. I was three oh eight. Kev started at two sixty. He was at, last week. He was at two fifty five. Two fifty five. Yeah. Okay. But that head is about two forty eight by itself. Come on, guys. Huh? All right. Well, speaking of things to drink, <laughs> nobody was speaking of things to drink. Um, this episode is going to be centered around a very, very special day in my life. Um, we've talked about this loosely on the uh, potty before, and now we're going to talk about it a little bit more into detail. On Saturday, mm-hmm. what was Saturday's date? Uh, April, what's today's date? It was the 7th on Saturday. It was the 7th? It is the 9th. No. It is the 9th. Today's the 9th. I don't be keeping so up So yesterday was the 8th. 6th. 6th. So on April 6th, I reached my 500th day sober. Fireworks! Confetti! Congratulations! And the reason why I wanted to talk about it was just because uh, in my trials and tribulations with uh, alcoholism, I just felt like it would be great to just kind of give people a, a bird's eye view of the entire story, mm-hmm. the beginning, the middle, and the end, and why. 500 days uh, is so important. Kevin has been here alongside with me the whole time. And at, at a point in time, we were celebrating 
11 days. 11 days of sobriety. Of sobriety. And that was uh, the big deal. So um, for, for me to hit 500 was just something that I simply didn't think that I can do. So I thought that it would be a, a, a apropos time. Apropos. I knew you were to, uh, to say that. To talk about it and uh, kind of let people into it. And I know so I know I'll be quarterbacking this, but I'm here. Um, so I think to, to, to talk about how you get to 500 days sober, you got to even just talk about how you even got to having a problem. Um, me, everybody knows I'm 39 years old. First 30 years of my life, never drank. Literally, no. Literally. Never Why are you never drinking? Because it kind of ran in my family. Alcoholism? Um, yes. My you, dad you suffered. You never told Kevin that? Yes, absolutely. My dad had a real, real problem with alcohol. His father um, had a problem with alcohol. Um, Is that where the last name Belcher came from? <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> we should just go by this. <laughs> so just growing up, I seen how al- alcohol could just tear somebody up. And um, I was just like, it just wasn't really for me. I don't know if it was that I was afraid of it, mm-hmm. but I just kind of seen how people would drink and they would black yeah. out. And like I said, like, you know, growing up, I had like, you know, a very, very strong church background as well. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So I was a, a, you know, gospel rapper and I just kind of. What kinda, was your rap name? Doughboy. I didn't you move just kept it. You just kept it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was Doughboy for the Lord or Doughboy for the streets. It was still Doughboy though. Um, Universal. What yeah. was your rap group though? The Committee. The Committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a song called Bounce for Jesus. How'd it go? Bounce for Jesus. Bounce, bounce for Jesus. Hey. Did it really? Yeah. That's, that's why y'all didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you have it somewhere still? That's why we didn't make it? Doughboy I absolutely have it. have it. Where is it? I have it in lots of places. On YouTube? No, no, no. It was just before YouTube. Actually, we're coming up on the 20 year Is it on Microfiche? I don't even know what Microfiche is. <laughs> they actually put this on a, on a vinyl. Shut up. Microfiche is the look like an old movie. Well, actually, when I was like a kid in the library, mm-hmm. you could look at old newspaper clippings. I remember that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. With the, yeah. mic, with the, the microfiche thing. Like, I remember that. That's microfiche. Mm. There's no way to put music on it. It was just a reference that you were old. No, I got it. So, um, side note, it, we did our first commit, our first gospel album 20 years ago, 1999. I'm old. You are out in these streets. All right. So, back to- What was segregation like? Shut up. <laughs> were you there when they wrote the Bible? Shut up. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jesus, you wrote that wrong. Shut up. <laughs> so, um, so in coming up, like, I was just, I was afraid of alcohol, and it was just something that I didn't really deal with. So, fast forward to me moving to L.A. when I was 30 years old. Actually, when I started doing comedy is when I started to oh dabble in drinking. Gosh. So, a lot comedy of people don't has, understand. It's, it's, dude. it's set up for you to do it. Oh, my. I mean, yes. so many. When I was coming up, so many comics had the whole, like, this persona, like mm-hmm. I, I drink and I say crazy stuff when it's, I'm drinking, it brings like, it or it kills my nerves. Yeah, there was a lot of comics who couldn't. Matter of fact, that's interesting. There's, yes. You almost were. I was one of the few people who I'd say probably sixty seven percent when I was coming up mm-hmm. were either drinking backstage or drinking on stage. Yeah, a lot of people like drink to calm down. Like, and yeah. they, and then you start to because I've been used to tell you this. You start to think your alcoholism somehow affects how good you do in comedy. Oh, yeah. So then people think, I can't perform good without this. So I kind of like was flirting with it when I first started, you know, doing comedy. But what it was your a- first drink at a comedy show? Yeah, like somebody bought me a drink. Order? I didn't even know what it was. When I used to, before I used to drink at, uh, I grew up very similar to you, church mm-hmm. kid. I call as bad as the devil. I gotta have it. I go to, go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after comedy shows, white people especially, man, if they like your joke, bruh, no, that's the God, thing. let me buy you a that's drink, That's how they bruh. bond with you. Ah, just, please, bruh. And I'm just like, th- I don't drink. They're like, you don't what? 
And then I start to ask you like why you don't drink as if mm-hmm. as if you should have a reason mm-hmm. why you don't. So mm-hmm. um so that's what I was going through. So everything was cool, and then I moved to LA. Wait, what was your first drink? You didn't say it was a Long Island iced tea. Wow, wow, yeah. that was the first thing you drank. Yeah. Okay. Somebody funny. bought it. It's like all the alcohol. Story. Yeah. I didn't know what a Long Island iced tea was. Uh-huh. I thought it was just sweet tea with a splash. Oh my of god! Alcohol. Really? Tasted one one day. Woo! Kevin's like, I, was I like, like it. I bet you started acting all crazy through your bra off on stage. Like, woohoo! It's a party. Oh my god! I'm trying to open myself up to you. That's a rough introduction to alcohol, though. Woo! Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, and I was just, and I really wasn't getting drunk, but then I would notice. That when I did get drunk, I get super emotional. And you're and I'll already tie into an that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tie into that Boy. later. So, you know, and, and when I first started, it was cool, whatever. Then I moved to Los Angeles mm-hmm. at 30. Now, mind you, when I moved to Los Angeles, I left a good paying job at Wells Fargo Bank, <clears throat> the security of my family and friends. And I was like, I got to go out here and find out who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in L.A. by myself. And so alcohol became a coping mechanism for the stresses of the world. And I didn't even understand what I was doing, like I was stressed out, like I don't have any money, what am I going to do, I don't have any hookups up here, nobody knows me, this is before social media really popped off, I moved here in 09, so I just was just like drinking, I started drinking by myself, and I was already depressed about stuff, I remember the first time I got drunk, I bought a bottle of UV vodka, oh that's a plastic bottle, the what cheap stuff, it's oh. cheap, it's cheap, it's like, it's like one of the, <laughs> you hear that sound, she's making a, uh, that's her kidneys remembering what it does to you, it's like the five ninety nine bottle like at the liquor store, yes, so you just, it's like the, the cheap plastic stuff, straight bottles. rubbing alcohol, yeah, it's not as bad as Pompov, that's like the plastic bottle, but it's like, if okay, there's a bottom shelf, and then underneath there is where they sell, mm. you know, the UV, so I remember getting that and getting some cranberry juice, and just drinking it, and then, like getting really emotional. And then I would start to like relive my past. I already had like a traumatic childhood and I would mm. just like start to tap into that. So now I'm drinking in LA by myself on somewhat of a consistent basis. But I'm still just thinking, oh, I'm good. Because I think people think alcoholism looks a certain way. I think if you think about alcoholism, you think of a guy outside of a oh, liquor store. The movie, the yeah. movie dad who Brown can't get paper his life. Bag yeah. or You know what I'm saying? You think, That's actually a good point. I don't mm-hmm. think because you were... An alcoholic for the majority of the time I knew you. Right, and you and didn't I even know. had no... Until I vocally I, until said... Until you were like, hey, I'm an alcoholic. And I was like... How? But how? i never seen a paper bag. Right. That's what you'd be yeah. thinking. And, and the thing is, I saw you drunk a couple times, but not, I can't even say not more than like other people. Like, I saw other people at ADD drunk a couple times. I wouldn't even have put it on you. You see me drunk a lot of times. I just was... I used to handle it very functional. well. Very functional. That's crazy. Functional I was drinking... Like, remember when we were on Culver City? Mm-hmm. I used to go across the street get them little wines. I used to put them in my in my protein shake. Like I was hiding it. You're like, drinking wine with a protein shake, mm-hmm. not with a protein shake, but in the protein shake oh, container. Like that's I want to get gains and drunk. What? You used to drink during, at work? Yes. Really? You remember such and such? Oh, I, I was know such and such. <laughs> that came to mind. But see, the that thing about such and such, <laughs> such and such used to. Used to be Open knocking them it, back, right. and I had I not seen that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even put that alcoholism on that said. Individual. I was doing it too. I just put it in a different cup, and plus I could handle it relatively well. Like you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would, you know. So so now fast forward to right around the time that we met. So for the first four or five years, I was flirting with alcoholism. I was. Just, so what do you think? What do you classify as like? And I don't know if they talk to you this in rehab uh-huh. or any of your classes. Like, what is an alcoholic? You know what I mean? Like, right. by definition. I 
I can only identify what I know, and I from can so I, yeah. So I can't tell you it's, for, a, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. for everybody. They're not maybe but, it's not a blanket term, right, but, but for you, I, what I believe when you're dabbling, when you're going into alcoholism, when you're drinking alone in massive quantities to escape an emotional mind state that you're in when you're sober. Wow. So you're saying it's almost a cope of like without this. I can't. I have only peace. feel this pain. Exactly. That I, okay. So it's like you feel this, this. Do you have to have pain in your mind? Well, for me, I did. Like I was running away from, you know, what I'm saying things walking in my away. mind. Shut up. I, mean, <laughs> I was walking gingerly away. <laughs> I want this episode to make me cry, so I'm gonna throw some jokes in here right. to break up the sadness. All right, 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 right. You so, running away from your problems did not happen. <laughs> so I was just sad about different things, and I hadn't let a lot of stuff go. And I think drinking let me. Feel those emotions, if that makes sense. Drinking you let you feel them? It or? let me feel it. So it's like you're ignoring something, but you know it's there. And then and when you drink, then it, because I would, I was, I don't know if this was just me, but I would get drunk and listen to gospel music and cry. I don't know, like, if ever. No weapon! Like, <laughs> or no <guess>, man! <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so it's man, like, I'll prosper. there was something a very deep sadness in mm. me and then oh. drinking would let me feel better and then gospel music would somehow you know so then now let's just fast forward to when I meet you because this is where it really kicked off and I didn't even understand because I was arrogance and ego mm. are were a very very big part of my yeah. alcoholism so basically in my mind I can do whatever I want like there's nothing that you see how I talk like that's you not can beat act. me in a weight loss. Like, I'm challenge. going to beat you in a weight loss. Shirt challenge. is fire, by the way. Thank you. Um, so chains. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you might need to visit the middle of the mall and re up on the fifteen dollars. One of them gave up the they gold. Should've, a while they ago. shouldn't fade in three yeah. to six months. Three hundred thousand on the neck. But we're talking about serious things. So, um, it, hold on. Now I just lost my whole train of thought. Okay, so so yeah yeah yeah. So back to okay. This is when it kicked off. Didn't even understand. So, um, when I got weight loss surgery. This was the beginning of the end, and that I didn't understand. And they tried to tell me, but my arrogance and my ego pushed all that to the side. Mm -hmm. They basically told me when I was getting the gastric sleeve to weight loss, they said, look, um, your overeating is coming from something else emotional. You Mm -hmm. need to address that because if you don't, us performing this surgery on you is just going to take this away. This, This surgery can create... Dependency upon pills, upon alcohol. You need to go talk to somebody. You said it was uh, something transfer. Transfer of addiction. A transfer. They of addiction. told me this. They yeah. said this is. You should go see a therapist. There's a taboo about therapy in oh, the yeah. black community. I'm like I barely, ain't crazy. barely breaking now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Especially I'm, among men. Oh men and, men and in church. Not, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you go to church, mm-hmm. it, it, this is it's breaking a gray now. area. It's a but gray it's area. like oh no no just pray for that mm-hmm. like. Therapy is like, talk, or talk to your pastor about it, or talk to your pastor about that. And nothing against pastors, but they're right. like people are licensed counselors for a reason. Right. Exactly. So like, there's trained professionals to help. Right. You. Right. I didn't want that in my mind. I'm like, I'm good. Like, Ego you know first reaction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I get the, I get the surgery, and then now the comfort that I was getting because I was up at four. When you met me, I was four eighty five. I was finna say hi to five hundred. Mm-hmm. Forget the five hundred club on the patrons. I was finna have be five hundred in real life. I was just really, really big and unhappy. And it was because there was a comfort that came. This is what I learned later in life. When you go through trauma as a child, you start to feel like there's things that are out of your control. So when I was a child, 11, 12 years old, a lot of things were happening in my life I didn't have any control over. Family things, different things happening. And so what they say that you can do is you'll start to find something that you can control. 
Mm-hmm. Like and as as a child, it was food for me. Like mm-hmm. I can control what I. Nobody can stop me from yes. doing this, and so that's what became my medicine right. to feel better about what was going on in life. Yeah. So <clears throat> fast forward to life. So now I get this surgery. So now I can no longer do the thing that always brought me comfort, which was overeat. Because now oh, I've had a surgery. Yes. Now that thing that used to make me feel better, I no longer can do you it. Overeat. You couldn't. You literally. I, couldn't you remember, look, you remember you when we go, I, remember. I would eat two bites of food and be like, I gotta go to the bathroom, come back with bloodshot eyes because I just threw up what I ate mm-hmm. because I was still trying to eat yes, stuff. So, so now I took the thing that was helping me away. Right. And this is the craziest thing. I was unable to eat, but I was absolutely able to still drink. Mm-hmm. Massive amount, still. So now I'm drinking a fifth a night, seventeen shots. I was gonna say a night. Uh, how how much? How big is that bottle? It's like it's seven hundred fifty milliliters. Mil- it's like it's a regular sized bottle. Okay, the standard but issue, like standard Hennessy. issue fifth, right? Seventeen, 17 not, shots, not the ones with like the bigger ones. The bigger the ones, yeah, yeah. Usually but they, it would be like the they, bigger bottle, right? So 17 shots. Don't ask me how I know. I just wanted to know how much liquor. That's another way you can. Every night? Every night. By myself, though. Every night. Were you just like pouring a shot? I would just, no, I wouldn't, no, I would just drink it. Like, and then it was just like, the elevation of it was crazy because it went from mixed drinks to, then it was just, I got to the point where I didn't want nothing getting in the way of the alcohol. So I was literally chasing it with water. I was chasing any type of liquor with water because I was just like. Is that even chasing? Huh? Well, it's just, I mean, it's, it's actually it, it it's helps actually prevent wiser, hangovers the next day. It's actually is, wiser for you to do that because alcohol dehydrates dehydrates you, you right. and you compensate with that with with water. It's oh, actually, really? Right? Yeah. That's, that's I mean, that's I'm not creates hangovers. Yeah. It reduces uh, because it dehydrates you, right? Hangover, oh, is that why you have a headache? Hangover yes. is exhaustion mm-hmm. and dehydration. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and so that's what you know so then that's what I'm doing every day but if you can even tell because I know that now like you know in hindsight you can see it if you could look at that situation back and from hindsight that's when my decision making started becoming more and more erratic all of a sudden I show up I just come to work one day then I'm like I'm getting married because you're always drunk and you you, you don't even know when you're not drunk Dang, I didn't and even know that this was the thing that my doctor ended up telling me I thought that you drink then you wake up and you're no longer drunk. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Well, with the it's amount you were With drinking. the amount that you're drinking and with the fact that I had surgically a stomach that's a fourth the size of normal stomachs, it's sitting in my system a lot longer. Mm. So even when I wake up in the morning, they told me, like, if you would have got pulled over when you were drinking, thinking you were sober, you would have got a Dewey. That's what they call a DUI. And so that, that made me just trip out because there was times where I drove with my daughter. In the car, not knowing that, oh my God, I'm... So wait, I'm, hold on. Let me understand this. Eight hours of sleep passing, you would not, still I have... I would still wake up. So they said basically because of where my stomach was and the insides in the stomach that I no longer have because they removed a large portion of my stomach, now it's just in my system. So even though I'm waking up and I'm still seeming coherent, I think that this three or four hours of sleep that I got did something, I was still very much drunk, probably legally till about one or two in the daytime. And then you go back to drinking at six or seven. Exactly. So it was like a non. How many ta- how many days would you say I in a month you drank a bottle? Thirty. Every day. Every single day. I didn't take days off. Every day. And so that's why then for my, how long? Until I went to rehab. Hold on. Exactly. Yes. I didn't know it was every, every day. Every day, bro. And I went. That's why it would be such a. Uh, uh, such a, a huge accomplishment if I can go a couple days. And that's another thing I didn't understand. I could have died trying to go sober the way I was going sober. Uh, 
Nelson Ellis, yes, uh, from, the actor from True Blood. Exactly, he tried. Uh, to, he he died by going to cold turkey. Exactly, because you know you your body becomes dependent upon. Yeah. It. So like my thing was like you know so that's I was doing it every single day so much to the point I don't know if you ever know this maybe Josh maybe Serena y'all might have known it was so bad like I would dap somebody up in the like eleven o'clock in the morning. They'd be like, whoo, did you just take a shot or something? Oh, I It would be I sweating remember. out of my pores. We'd be working out. And you'd be like, whoo. I'd be like, man, it, you hit the bottle last night. And it'd just be coming. You'd be like, oh, no, I ain't having much. Pure Hennessy, sweat it out of your pores. You should probably get my sweat and get a shot. So, and now, then, you absolutely, that, that I do remember. Right. So then it's like, then if you look at my life around that time, then the decision making mm. starts to become very erratic. Chain purchases. Just like. <laughs> so but I, I never put that marriage with right. that. But it, it was when you came back from rehab. I'm not rehab. I'm sorry. When you came back from uh, uh, weight loss surgery, uh-huh. I was just different. You were I was operating and I didn't even understand it. So then and what I'm talking about, like there was a young lady that I was dating. And then all of a sudden I just came to work one day like, hey, man, I'm, I'm getting married. And I think everybody thought I was joking. Mm-hmm. And I, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I was just like, I'm going to do this. And you remember, I remember you. Walking, and I would get mad if you questioned it. Like, why don't y'all respect. the office yeah. and was like, <laughs> this is ADD in Culver City. Do y'all think this is a good idea? Literally every single person was like, absolutely no. not. <laughs> People were talking about it like, yo, you're here, dumb man. Talk <laughs> to him. Remember talking to Josh like. And Josh was ba- a baby at ADD. He was like, oh, I don't And I'm brand new at the job at I the time. I don't speak at this, but I don't think it's a good... Sid was like, come on, fool, man. You should be doing that, man. <laughs> but everybody was like, bro, don't. don't because do it that. made no sense. It was... I hadn't been bringing her around. Not and- only that, a month or two prior, you were talking about marrying to a whole a other... A whole nother- Kev, this is my wife. Yes. What happened to that girl? Ah! She's was- out of my life. This is my wife now. <laughs> like, hold yes. on. What about the other girl? Away with because her. That's what alcohol does to your mind. It doesn't even allow you to know how foolish you yeah, look yeah, when you're doing yeah. certain things. So now I'm married, and like you know, like that's I, that was one of my biggest regrets because I really feel like I hurt someone. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my irresponsible thinking embarrassed another person. So because 84 days later, I was like, Nah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Sorry, <bro>. I just <laughs> I just left. Like, did you have like was, a clarity of? A couple of days when you were like, what? What made you come to that decision when you were like, ah? I got drunk one day and I was just like, oh, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and leave. Like it was just, and you were commuting it, from that Riverside, and I was commuting from way in from, the east, uh, way in the Ontario, like IE. Yeah, it was oh, far. The IE, let's say the IE, whew. far, two hour commutes. Yeah. So <laughs> you, I remember when you were like, yeah, if I leave. <laughs> So bad. I'm oh sorry. man! I remember the way you rationalized. You're like, well, if I get my old, I hit my old roommate. I just get back to North Hollywood. That yeah, but that's how your mind thinks. Like my yeah. mind didn't even process. You just married somebody. You weren't ready to be married. You know, what I learned in rehab about myself. What? I low self esteem. Yeah. Low self esteem, and you got such pretty and eyes. Ins- and insecurity <laughs> can have you feeling like you need to be validated by a woman. And I didn't understand that at the time. I'm thinking if I'm with this beautiful woman, now I'm better. Now you accept oh me. God, so much of you just and made sense. That's just you. Let me tell you something about Doe. Okay, he surprised me. Big guy. The women Doughboy <laughs> was able to have relations with <laughs> surprised me. I was like, oh, what? And it was like only. You remember Shallow How? Yeah. No, 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 no. You remember the other guys? 
when Will Ferrell's wife was like Eva Mendes, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> the whole movie was, was how? Like, yeah. He was like, "Ah, she's ugly." Mm-hmm. Like that was Doughboy. Like he was not like mm. dealing with uh, your average. And this is L.A. Like actresses, oh, yeah. he would show me the text, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I never thought. Like I know you're a handsome dude, right. but like one thing Doughboy is is confident oh, in his game. My Women love that. God. Yeah. He was just like, I sh- and success rate Volume out shooter. of this world, yeah. right? But uh, but at the same time, they were wild tripping you out. But mm-hmm. it never clicked that the whole validation thing right. came from you like, ooh, look you at me think- with old girl who right. you've seen in this movie mm-hmm. or who was a wild and out girl or who's on this. I mean, it was like, <laughs> no, it, and it, it, girls it, that you were with are have movies released this year. I mean, <laughs> and I remember. Oh, God, at my ninth birthday of party, oh, I don't even oh want to tell you gosh. how many you hollered at one specific girl twice in two different times of the year. Were drunk the first time, hollered at her again, and didn't remember. She was like, "You know, Doughboy just shot a shot at me again." <laughs> For real? Yes. I don't even know who you're talking about. I'll tell, tell me you later. I'll tell, tell you later. Yeah, when the oh, camera cuts. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you later. Really, she, bro? You had you shot it with. Let me tell you who should be together. You and me, I and you, Tagus. I speak Spanish. So you were just like, you know, wildly shooting Wild. your shot. So you didn't, you, you, first of all, you shot your shot at 14 women at my right. birthday party. Absolutely. And then didn't remember any of it. Like, man, what a and party. That was was the, it over? <laughs> and that was the thing, too. It started to scare me because it was like, I would get so drunk and black out. That's what I'm saying. Then you don't even remember. Sid's Super Bowl party. Sid's, your first relapse. Yes. You okay. told me. You want to tell the story? No, no. I'll tell you. We're, we're getting to there. Okay. Okay. So now, so now, so then boom. Now I'm just an active alcoholic. Now this is all through 2016-ish. I'm trying to slow it down. Then I meet a young lady who's just like, in my mind, is the love of my life. And she's like, look. Just like them all. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but I thought this was for real, though, right? You thought everyone was for real. That's why I'm trying to remember which one. Everyone. You know, this is the big pick, one. Pick a name out of a hat. The big it's her. one. You know. Uh, oh. The one. Yeah. Okay. So I meet her, and I'm like, hey. You know, and she's clearly out of my league like most women they are. They all start out. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, really? She they tells me straight to my face, I would never date an alcoholic. I'm like, well, I'm no longer an alcoholic. As of. Didn't even skip a beat. <laughs> Now. I renounce the stuff. <laughs> I'm off the sauce today. He's like, like <laughs> I'm done. So I tell her that and in my mind, and so then we start dating. You didn't even think I could get that one. You were just like, there's no, no way. This is when I world. used to not believe in you. Right. After that one, I was like, I, I need to think differently yeah. than him. So then now I'm with this woman, and this is where the shift starts to happen. Because now I'm with the woman who I know, who I, in my mind, think this is the woman I'm supposed to marry. And now I'm hiding this thing from her mm. because she told me from the rip she don't deal with this she won't right. tolerate it and I'm like well I you know so that became our only issue yeah. in our relationship like I would just do it behind her back she would be smelling it out my pores like did you drink I'm like no <laughs> bro <laughs> like so <laughs> then it became now it's like she thinks that I'm supposed to be stopping for her I'm trying to stop for her. Can't whatever. So then now my life is becoming unglued. I'm making poor decisions. I'm, you know, there's points where I'm walking around the office at all death with a Hennessy bottle in the middle of a two in the middle of a shoot. Two um, Hennessy bottles and no shoes on the floor of pro- not the production floor. Yes, yes. 
and not in the part of the office where all the comedy people and music mm-hmm. people hang out. You walking by the executive mm-hmm. with Hennessy. You're doing a great job. Spreadsheets, huh? <laughs> Clickety click click. I remember sometimes you used to look at me like, Doe, what are you doing? Bro, I used to be like, first And I was of just all, yelling in the you office. You have no idea how loud you are talking. Yeah. You don't see how many people are looking. Because remember, at this time, ADD, there was the. The the comedy and music team, we had a time of our life. Oh, yeah. Oh, so loud. All the time. All the time. Literally, push-up competition, mm-hmm. races. I would, mm-hmm. There's so many times I'd be like, is this what a job? They, yeah, exactly. The other half of the computer beep, 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 spreadsheets <laughs> hated us. And you Absolutely. were on that side. The rule is keep the loudness on the right side of the office mm-hmm. where the talent part is. And mm-hmm. you were like, no, spreadsheet team, I look at you. Hey, what's that? Excel, I excel, glove, glove, glove. And that's where it was really getting. They were slacking me. Oh, yeah. Kevin. And you, you got to get Can your boy. You get Doughboy? And a lot yeah. of those times we would go to lunch, I come back sauced up oh. all the time. Happy all hour. the time. Let Happy me hour. pause this and Happy tell hour. you my frustration. I know you're going to mention this in your it's story. Okay. I've never been more mad at work. <laughs> this is not about you. It's, okay. it's not your fault. I mean, Doughboy's going to get to the story, part of the story, where he goes to his first rehab mm. and it gets first. shut down by the feds. <laughs> this is literally, Doughboy's life is the only person that It's can a movie. Him. It's literally <laughs> a feature. Literally, film. he told us this. I was like, he's lying. <laughs> The next moment, it is literally on the news, on Twitter. <laughs> like it's, every, I'm like, this dude rehab facility really got raided by the feds. They were running some sort of like Insurance illegal scam, scam yes. and drugs. It was insane. And this was not no like cheap mm. rehab. This is like L.A. like prestigious. Mm. He comes home from rehab, his first day at work. <laughs> And some of the upper management takes him to happy hour. I knew you weren't a real alcoholic. Buys him margaritas. Yeah. I, luckily, I didn't know about this till after. But some of those people up. never respected them again in my life. Like, fam, how how dare you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Real, uh, this, this one person who <laughs> I lost all respect for in the world. A real addiction is heroin. <laughs> but actually, I think he was an alcoholic, too. Absolutely. Oh, I told you that. Your boy. Oh, yeah. If, you look, at, if you look joint. at his mannerisms and, and put him next to mine, it's like the same person. Ab- Different you know face. What? That's probably what Loud, it is. Talking yeah. about nothing. He's talking about literally Ups just and downs emotionally. random outbursts of sounds. Yeah. In meetings like, fam, was that a sinner? Straight vodka. I can, that's why I can tell now. I can look at people and be uh, like, ooh. But I was like, fam, you are literally the worst. But right. anyway, go so ahead. So now I'm in a relationship with this woman, and I'm trying to, to get clean for her. Note to self for anybody. You cannot get clean for anybody but yourself. Yes. I have a daughter. I had a girlfriend. I had friends. I had family. It's never going to work if it is not for you. People just got to understand that. So anyway, so boom, now I'm like ruining this relationship with this amazing woman, and I'm just like, you know, because like I remember one time she, the first time I met her parents, she had went out of town. I don't know if you know if I told you this story. Uh, no. She had went out of town and I was supposed to FaceTime them. I used to wait till she went out of town and get drunk. <laughs> and then I would like duck her calls. So then for some reason I forgot to turn my ringer off and she FaceTimes me with her parents. I pick up the phone sauced. Smacked? Sauced. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, mom and dad, what's everybody doing? I I remember looking at her face. She was so appalled. Like, Anthony. She was just like, Anthony. She was livid. So 
I'm going through this thing with her. And then I'm starting to realize, this is when I start to realize I might have a problem. And I think you've seen this one time. And I, never, I think I texted you about it. Side note, Kevin's such a great friend. I didn't text him so many times and called him so many times. Even drunk man, you never judge me, man. Drunk man, drunk man. Yeah, that's me. You're a good guy. But remember that time we had went to lunch and we were at sushi. And you had somebody asked me to pass them the soy sauce. Mm. And I passed it to him and my hand was shaking. Yes. And they was like, yo, why is your hand shaking like that? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's cold in here. It was summertime. What the, what happened was when you become dependent on alcohol, like right around three or four, if I hadn't had a drink, my hand would start shaking. And it was like. Visibly. Yes. My body would start shaking. So that's when I started to. Re- I remember one time I was I was hanging out with a young lady and um like she was like, yo, like, are you cold? I'm like, no, why? She was like, no, that's what it was. We thought. We thought that we were hearing a phone, like we were looking for a phone because it was like the bed was vibrating. So we're looking for a phone, and I'm sitting on the bed, and so she's looking for it. She was just like, "Wait, is that you?" And she like touches me, and like my whole body is shaking. And she was like, "Why are you shaking like Dang. this?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know, man. I've been working out. I would just say the that stuff. doesn't even make sense. I, I would just say things. So <laughs> now I'm starting to realize I had a problem. So now let's get to the point, the thing that put me in rehab for the first time. I got drunk. And um, it was right after we had did the studio, actually, because mm. I stopped drinking to do the studio and then I started drinking after. So then I got drunk and I'm clumsy by nature anyway. But then for some reason, when I went to the bathroom, I tripped over something and fell into the toilet. I remember that. when I fell into the toilet, you know, I'm, just, I'm a big dude. I hit it so hard. It came out of the ground. And I remember like there was water everywhere. Teddy was at my house at the time. I remember cleaning up the water and I remember all. the, But I didn't remember falling. And then I was just like, bro, I could have. My face could have went in this. I could have died with my face in the toilet. Like, that just would have been crappy. Yeah. And I was just like, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all weekend in Cleveland. Um, so That's I was, great, and that scared me. And so then I remember talking to you and then my ex at the time. And so then my ex was already like. And you lied about that. I did. You I, came back to ADD where you were like, I don't remember what lie. I remember you telling us what happened with the toilet. And I was just like. It didn't even make sense. I was like, what? I was drunk. You're like, I, I think you said, I sat on it and it just break. Mm. Uh-oh. And I was like, I, that toilet, that doesn't happen. I fell face first into the toilet and didn't remember anything around it. So then I was like, then I, I started to said, be you like. You said you had taken a horny goat weed thing. No, no, the, no, 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 no. I think you're mixing up the stories. When oh, Now, I don't. <laughs> you want to tell us? <laughs> is that drunk related? No. That I was thought, when I was I sober. Thought, I, thought, I thought that was the same story. No, 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 no. So that's just a whole nother story. Okay, I took a cheap Horny goat pill and busted my face, but I was sober. Oh, that really happened? That That really happened. Had nothing to do with alcohol? No, I took a pill. Don't take cheap Viagra from the liquor store. I don't even need to go into that story, but long story short, I passed out, hit my face, busted my face open. That was sober. Had to get stitches in if my If you are doing that sober, you sober. don't need to be drinking. That's you made thing. that decision clear of mind. Let me tell you what drunk, drunk logic will do. Drunk logic told me, see, now if I would have been drunk, I wouldn't have done that. You wow. start to tell yourself crazy psych. I used to tell myself, I can't sleep without drinking. No, I had a bad mattress. Yeah. Shout out to Purple Mattress. But in any event, so now I I hit the, the, the toilet and I'm scared. And so then my ex-girlfriend, she's like, you know what? You need, and I remember talking to you. You're mm-hmm. like, bro, go to just go to rehab. Like, what's the And so I still wasn't ready though. So then she signs me up for the rehab. Now here's the rehab story. As soon as I get to the rehab, I'm like, something's wrong. You just get gut feelings remember about it. Remember you things. called me and was like, I was like yeah, bro, something's not something right. shifty about I this. I feel place. like the people working here should be on the other side of the desk. <laughs> With me. It's just I felt wrong. So I'm there. And the whole time I'm judging everybody there. Yeah. Oh, you got problems for real. It was the worst thing for me. Oh, the other alcoholics. The other alcoholics and addicts. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you do. And now you hear all these horror stories about what's going on in life. Yeah. Oh, I drank and, you know, got a DUI. And they, none of these things have happened to me. I still got a job in my mind. I just come home and drink after work. 
I went, I tripped so over. So you rationalized it. Exactly. And I seen people in there really, I seen somebody in there drinking hand sanitizer. There's alcohol in it. So I'm in there thinking like, oh, these people got problems. So then by the time it gets, when it gets, I remember I was talking to the lady, to one of the counselors, and I was sitting there, you know, talking about possibly leaving because I just didn't feel like I was getting helped. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking, all I hear is, do, 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 do. And then I'm like, what is that? Then the next thing, just federal agents just swarming. Shut up. Get down. Shut up, everybody. Get out. Move, 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 move. Are you, are you, are, it was just one of the craziest situations. So now we all get hauled outside. And they're getting ready to shut this place down. This place has, you know, they were doing insurance fraud, <laughs> all a crimes. bunch of different things. So, so then, in my mind, I rationalized this. Oh, God must want me to drink. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. that. Is I just like did. Insane. I, so then I leave the place. They said you give God. I, I leave the place, and so I go home. Somebody who was staying at my house, who, who shall remain nameless. They had left a bottle of oh. Tito's vodka in my room. That's Mind just... you, I go to rehab for alcohol I come home you're sleeping in my bed and you leave a bottle of vodka downed it right there as soon as I got home really day first day first day out back drinking drank that whole weekend came back to work that Monday drunk don't know if from you rehab had to, re- had to Uber there because I was drunk so I don't know what people were thinking like I had wrote this long email to the whole co- half of the company I did I was drunk when I wrote that I did gotta go and get my life together <laughs> Bye bye. We thought no one was just bad at writing emails, bro. <laughs> so, and then I come back, and the first time you see me, I'm drunk. And then people that I'm working with are taking me to drinks. That was That's in crazy. itself. At that point, I think I lost the patience of my girlfriend at the time. She was done. Oh yeah, you know, she was just out of there. Like oh, I'm done with this. Yeah. And now I'm just drink. Now it's I'm going super duper duper hard like mm. every day another thing that I even like that even I failed to mention the summer of 2016 when Russell gave me that 15,000 I was drinking every day can't tell you where that 15,000 dollars went I was drinking a fifth of Hennessy alone that, that 15,000 didn't even last the summer it didn't last summer. all summer 16 didn't even long. last all summer 16 mm. you know how hard it's been 15,000 dollars it's not as hard as you think it's, it is well you're buying a lot of lobster garlic noodles I was and everybody's your friend when you get 50 because you was on the ground Shout out to Russell, man. man. 15K today. You was eating Drunk and living oh. it up. So now. Everybody was living it up. Now what? I'm drinking every day after I get out of rehab the first time, thinking it's all a farce, thinking I don't have a problem. Fast forward to November. Now is when it's starting to get really real. This is when I almost fired. So now it's just starting to get to the point where I'm drinking every day. My reputation is starting to be sullied. Like everybody. One thing I can say about you, even when you were drinking, this is probably why I didn't notice. Somehow you always were on time to set and you were always funny. Got to tell you a lesson about Hollywood. People do not care what you are doing mm-hmm. as long as you show up on time and you perform. I it, that's and this is me included as a producer. What you do with after your time don't matter to me. Your call time is 8:30. If you're 8:30, you have your I remember one time I was directing you and uh it was uh I mean I was directing you. I was on set with you uh for Dormtainment's thing. This is the was, first time you were late. That was the day after I relapsed. You're right. So that's let's tell that you story. You came back, you came on set and I was just You didn't know your you you were on yeah, set. Now uh, mind you, this was a TV this is a TV pilot basically okay, but for Let me YouTube. let me let me give the the pre the prelude up into that. Prelude. So I was with that girl mm-hmm. at the time and I had done 62 days yep. sober. I got it right. Went to the Super Bowl. Mind you, she was asking me to come with her to church 
to go with her. And I remember just being like, oh, I don't want to go. I was just so arrogant. Like, I don't want to go to watch Super Bowl at church. Mm-hmm. I just want to go to my friends. Go to Sydney's party. Mm-hmm. Get you, a beer. you were there. I w- the you were next there. door. I lived so, there. At the, so I get a beer and I'm babysitting a beer. I'm just like, I'm just going to hold this. I But you, you have relapsed far before you put that drink in your mouth. So I knew I wanted to relapse, but I just wasn't vocally saying this. Mm. I remember it was halftime. It was 28-0. And then somebody hands me a shot. I'm just like, what will one shot do? I take a shot at Jack Daniels. Next thing I remember, it was 28-0. The, the Patriots were beating the, the Falcons. Falcons, Falcons were that beating. That was a crazy comeback. Right, 28-3. 28-3 at halftime. Next thing I remember was waking up on Sid's lawn and everyone talking about how great the game was. I remember you And then going that. home and drinking and then waking up late and rushing in a frantic. We had to Uber there because I was too drunk to drive to get there. Now you can tell. You were late to the mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. This was a humongous production. Oh, yeah. You, not only did you not know your lines, you appeared on set as if you did not know you were supposed to be an actor that day. They were literally like, you got your lines? And I was, you were like, lines? I was drunk. I get it. Because I, I hadn't drank for 60 days, and then I got drunk man, the night before. And here's the thing. You were late. Luckily, the production was also late, mm-hmm. so nobody really noticed. And I was just like, fam, you're like two hours late. And they were like, yeah, am I? <laughs> I was like, but the production Emma? was so late that nobody right. noticed. And when the camera turned on, you were so turning on. You were so funny. Nobody even was any the wiser. Yeah. They didn't even care that you didn't know your lines because the lines you said you just said random stuff, but it was funny. I was like, this guy is hilarious. <laughs> Director loved it. And then there you was a time shoot and you left. Remember there was a time when I kept trying to get a raise and they wouldn't give me one? Yeah. And I said I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm a, I went home and wrote 90 pages of content off Henny. And great. Drunk. And 30 like, I'll show you guys. 30 ever turned into the studio. So, okay, now fast forward to November. This is where it hits the fan. So I was dating another young lady and I was just going through a bunch of just mental trauma of what I thought was happening. Mm-hmm. And somebody had introduced me to a Xanax. Now, mind you, all the other time I had been drinking, it was just drinking. Now somebody gave me a Xanax. They gave me a Xanax when I was sober. They said, here, just take this to go to sleep. I'm like, all right. No, no, no. Oh, I got some really, really Is that good how you sleep. take Xanax? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. So this person ended up giving me like five or six more. Like, here, well, whenever Xanaxes? You, but listen how they gave it to me. It wasn't even a recreational thing. It was just like, if you ever need to go to sleep, here, you have these. Take these. They'll help you get some They're rest. trash for that, by right. the way. Yeah. So you, you had awful people around like, That's you. an okay. awful person. So she gave me these, but she wasn't giving them to me like, turn up. So fast forward. I'm going through stuff. We went to New York. Me and you, that's the thing. We had our first argument over that one situation. We won't even get into that. So now I'm sitting there and I'm drunk and I'm stressing out over this other situation. And as I'm drunk, because people ask me, was I trying to commit suicide when this happened? And I wasn't. I didn't even know that you weren't supposed to take pills and alcohol. Maybe I didn't know, but whatever. That's a f- I'm drunk oh. now. I'm drunk off of Fifth and Hennessy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm sad. And I remember I was listening to her, the album her. And I just got all depressed. And I was just like, I want to go to sleep. Where's those pills at? Now I have these five Xanax. I remember taking one. And didn't feel anything because you were already I'm drunk. intoxicated. And so I, you took five Zanza bars. Yeah, well, the pill they were in pill form. I don't know if it was bars. It was they were little pills, oh, man. but it was five of them. Took them all. Went to sleep. Probably I can't tell you anything that happened that weekend. I don't remember. Apparently, there, uh, this girl, this other girl that I was dating, came and took care of me. She told me I was yelling, trying to fight some people. I don't even fight. I I don't remember nothing. So then I wake up that morning. And I know that we have the season finale of Roasted. <clears throat> I'm walking to my car and I realize I'm, I'm too drunk. I can't. So then I end up having this girl come instead of calling an Uber. And she makes me like an hour late. And so I missed the whole shoot. 
that's more where, than an hour late. Right. So that's when I seen Kevin. He was just like, "You missed a whole entire shoot," and I was oh so mad because you had never in your life mm-hmm. been more than what everybody else is twenty thirty minutes late. And usually and when you're late, finale, we have flew in somebody. Yes. And usually when you're late, you're like, "Oh my!" God. It was always like a I don't know if you're lying. Mm-hmm. Or telling the truth, but it was like, hey, this happened to have to be there in 20 minutes, and you were pretty much always yeah. on. But you had said be there in 20 minutes like three hours yeah. ago. Yeah. And I remember we were shooting live at this time. So we're like, okay, about- we should just start the episode when Doughboy gets here. Yeah. We'll just bring him in like he's from detention. 45 minutes in, hour in, you never showed up. You showed up after the episode was over. And that particular talent had cost a lot of money, and then you just didn't make the episode. And the said producer was, oh, man, you think I was mad. Whew. So, producer was mad. We were it was tag team on you, and then that's when you came and you was just like, you know, and I thought I had let you down so much. Oh, and, you did, and you were getting ready to fire me. So this and here's is, the thing you don't know. Prior to that, mm-hmm. people had been coming up to me and like, bro, your, your boy, boy is like ma- you are, you are. They were telling me you are borderline a bad leader because you're trying to hold me accountable. But where's your boy at? And on that day, I got so many looks of like. I've been telling you, and then that's when so you now me I was into the like, room bruh, and you, I didn't even know I was. I was literally like, I thought you were gonna do it. I was. I can't tell you how close you came to being like. Oh, I knew. I thought so. Then I'm praying at this point. I'm like because all death meant the world to me, and I was just like, God, I can't. And I knew I had a problem, and I knew it had to stop. And I was scared because of these pills, mind you. That was a lot of drugs and alcohol in my yes. system. So well, I didn't know that. I was sitting there praying as you're pacing and rubbing your hands on your on your thigh and I'm like he's about to fire me so I'm like God look I know he's about to fire me but please if you could just give me one more chance I'll go to rehab I promise I'll go I'll go and then the next words you say were look bro you got one more chance Pierring. so at this point I'm really just saying that I'm gonna go to rehab to keep my job because mm-hmm. I thought rehab was a farce I thought it was fake because of the experience that I just had so I didn't even believe in it. I didn't believe in rehabilitation. I was just like, I can buy myself some time mm-hmm. if I go. That's really the only way. It was right around Thanksgiving. I was like, it just kind of, you know, so I went down to see you all the time. I told him what the situation was. And they, they showed me so much support. He was just like, you know, he, he wrote me a check personally to cover my bills, you know, for the time I was gone. I said, don't worry about your job. You're going to have a job when you get back. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I remember going to the rehab. This was the moment that changed everything for me. <laughs> I was sitting down because I didn't realize how far gone I was. Like, even when I went to the airport, I got drunk at the airport. In the, on your way to rehab? On my way to rehab. Like, I was drinking, had all these drugs in my system that I didn't really, you know, understand. When the first night that I was in there, and the, like, the first three to five days are really difficult because your detox, that's your body, it's all flushing into your system. And I remember faking like I was asleep. I remember just being so uncomfortable and there were a couple of nurses in there. I don't even know if I ever told you this. There were a couple of nurses in the room and they thought I was asleep mm. and they were talking and they were just like, girl, did you see his his chart? See how much Xanax he had in the system? He might not make it. Like, there was just like looking at this, like, he might not, like, we might have to stab him and send him to the, to urgent care. Like, they might have to, and I remember in that moment just, it kind of just hit me like, what are you, what are you doing? You can die right. Like, that's a very hollow feeling to have someone talk about your life as if it might end. Mm. And there's nothing you can. And then it just started to hit me like, what if I never get to go say bye to my kid? What if I never get to go apologize to anybody I might have offended? What if this ends tonight because of something I'm doing to myself? 
And then I remember, you know, because I've always had a strong relationship with God, but I don't think I've ever really fully surrendered everything like that. Like, I think I always do it like with provisions or whatever. And I remember finally at that point, I was just like, God, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to die if you don't help me. Like, I don't have this figured out. I don't have the answers. And I don't want to die. So please just let me know whatever I need to do to get out of this. And at that point, I felt I felt like he was in the room with me. And it was just like, I, I don't know if this was me hallucinating. Maybe I was still drunk or whatever. But it felt like I heard a voice of God like, now is that that hard? Like like that God has just been waiting for me this whole time just to say, I don't have this. And, mm-hmm. and then at that time, then it just became like, okay, let's let's figure out how this goes. So then I was just like, let me just get one day sober. Like I might not make it out of rehab. I might die here, but at least let me just get one day. And then it just, I made it one day. And then I was in detox for 11 days. That's how much stuff was in my system. You're never supposed to really be longer than like three days. And they monitor you. Like they got you, you know, had me to a bunch of machines and stuff. So for 11 days, I just went through all the shakes and withdrawals of, of, of going through alcohol. And then I made it that 30 days. I remember you would call me, we would talk. And that was just, that's why I like our relationship is just so much of the way it is. Because at the time, I did not think alcohol was something I could be. I was just like, this is just going to have to be something that people accept me for. I can't stop. So the fact that you never judged me every time I messed up going to rehab, whatever, you never looked at me any type of way. I would just be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing it now and I'm, I'm going to be sober. You'd be like, all right. Like it was, just, and it's, there's so much power in that because I felt like you believed in me when I couldn't believe in myself. So then coming home, it was just, it's just a very sobering feeling. Like the girl that yeah, I change the subject, change the subject. No, I was just saying, my like, eyes are willing. I looked at Josh, his but, eyes are willing. But no, Serena's so, trying not to make eye know, contact. It's just, it's just <laughs> right. <laughs> jokes, jokes. It's just one of those uncomfortable, things, uncomfortable. It's one of those things to where I didn't think that I had it. I didn't think I was going to pull through. And you know, you just being one of the people there, just like. You know, and then even when I came home, like me sending you a text message every morning, I know might not have meant as much to you as it did to me, but I had no, like that was just, it, it meant everything in the world to send you that ski emoji and you would just hit back like, that's what I'm talking about though. We four days in, but you hit me with just the enthusiasm, like, you know, and then when I came home, it was like, that's when, that's when the reality kicks in. The girl that I was in, she's gone. She mm. moved on with her life. You got to accept that. You got to take that L. And then you got, I had to just go through every emotion. Yeah. And that's why, you know, even with that pregnancy scare, that was so, the reason why that was amplified so much because I was trying so hard to stay sober. And I remember you telling me something that really clicked for me not long after you came home. You were like, the reason like stuff was harder for you is because you were like, this is the first time I'm able to like feel my feelings. I have to. You were like, before, if I feel feelings. I'll drink those away. You know what I'm saying? Before I have to deal with it, you were like, I'll stick my head in the sand. So you were like, man, this stuff is really hitting me because I I got like. It's life. Yeah, I was watching This Is Us. I don't know if you you caught up on this season or if you watch it at all. And, um, I'm not and caught this, up on the season, but I do love the show. Okay, so this particular season, uh, the guy who plays Kevin, Kevin's character, I think, yeah, Kevin, he's a he goes back and forth with alcoholism problems, right? Right. So I remember, and this made me think about you. Um, this is doesn't really spoil it that much, okay. but he had went to rehab one time. Mm-hmm. It spoils a little bit, but not not bad. Right. He went to rehab. He comes back home. He's clean for a long time, right? So his sister goes into emergency uh, labor, mm-hmm. right? About the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the baby, right? And he's drinking vodka out of a water bottle. I've done that. Right? So his girlfriend at the time is like, 
they go to therapy later and, she, and she's like, yo, like, how could you? Like, your sister's going into emergency labor and, you know, we don't know if she's going to make it or not. The baby's going to make it or not. And you decide to get drunk like you're drinking during this time. And he goes, that's the exact type of situation that makes me want to drink. Things exactly. that are like frustrating and scary. Out of my control. Out of my con- he actually said that. Yeah. Things that are out of my control make that it makes me want to drink. So, you know, and I and I had never really thought about it like because mm-hmm. all we ever do, uh, we being the non alcoholics, we like, how could you? How could you? Why don't you just stop? And the, the alcoholics is like, how could I not? How could you like this deal with this I, straight up? Like, are you crazy? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I never really thought about it in, until that. Uh, character said that but i remember when you i don't know how how much you knew this i think you probably were where you've always been really self-aware when you came home from rehab the second time you had i don't even your ice was so thin at all it, it was as i stepped in all i was <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what there was a restructuring happen mm-hmm. happening right while you were at rehab mm. It was such a foregone conclusion that you would make a mistake that they had moved you into the like, we'll just fire Doughboy once he right, does something. He, right. He's DOA. I mean, He's DOA. Dude, <laughs> I'm talking about I saw your name move from the stay spreadsheet to the we can't. Excommunicated. This, this is awful. This is okay. We cannot fire spreadsheet? him. That's crazy. Dude. That I, is worst part of my job. Because now I know where I was in that spreadsheet. Oh, that's crazy. I was in the room and they were like, Josh here. And I was just like, Josh. Serena darkness, man. And I would be fighting. I fought for you guys. Like, but, but the Josh does this. And Serena. Oh, man. But poetry, poetry, guys. Remember, Josh does poetry. <laughs> but when you're the only one in a room of all the executives, then it's like I was getting drowned out. So your name, like, they would look at me like, Doughboy's going to be gone. And that's what it is. I'm like, all right. And I remember I told you, like, yeah, you so they were like, we can't fire him. This is so bad. We can't fire him while he's at rehab. But when he comes, they wanted to fire me when I <laughs> foregone conclusion. When he comes home and makes his first mistake, wow, we'll just let him go then. Two weeks tops, right? <laughs> and I was just so when I when you came home, I right. told you because I was sitting on the beanbag. You're like, don't you don't sit on the beanbag. Phone, I'm like, what on a beanbag, like, don't sit on the beanbag. I was like, doe, right? Let me holler at you, right? Sit up, mm-hmm. yeah. sit at your desk. Don't look if any you type don't of way. Ever don't even. Anything that's the that people were ready to oh he did this mm-hmm. get him out of here any complaint any late one thing and when I tell you you were like <laughs> after that beanbag that's oh, the yeah. last time I ever said anything to you about your performance at all Devin you were literally just taking a phone call mm-hmm. like the rest of the time head I was like headphones on laptop open and that's what if you are not on set sit, I don't care if you watch world star videos all mm-hmm. day luckily that job. You can, Whatever you're looking right. at on your computer, you can justify. Mm-hmm. You could literally watch a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm and be like, said, research. I'm, I'm writing. And people will mm-hmm. be like, oh, perfect. What season are you on? <laughs> but, you know, so, and you, when you came home that second time, you had some clarity of focus yeah. that I had never seen. So then it was like, after a couple of months, they were like, yeah, I mean, we, he's really been producing like crazy. <laughs> started, like, started getting a couple so hits. Then your name moved back into the maybe mm-hmm. slot. And then it was like, hey, man, this guy. Is like, <laughs> after like three months, they were like, this dude is like totally killing him. Somebody else's name was like, oh, we'll throw that guy or that girl. Out. And that's was the thing. And, that, and that's, you know, in the conclusion of the story that I think that I, I, the reason why I even want to talk about this, because I know that there's people 
who still suffer from this. I yeah. mean, it's not nothing that just goes away. Like any alcoholic or anybody who's dealt with addiction, you know, also all the, the, the slogan is one drink is too many and 10,000 is never enough. Mm. That's really what it is. So just to know that my margin of error is zero. Like I, in 503 days, I've had zero contact with alcohol. The closest I came to alcohol, I went to a party with someone and I was about to eat a cupcake and minutes, seconds before I put it in my mouth, there's somebody, the DJ was like, oh yeah, man, the, the cupcakes got Hennessy in them. I, that, so, That's such a weird announcer for a DJ to make. Random. But I say that to say- How'd you put that down? Because I, I know how was, you feel about cupcakes. Can <laughs> <laughs> I take the icing off? Just one won't hurt you. <laughs> what but do you guys have for us then? That's the thing that I want to be able to say to people is that it's not impossible. Mm. It is not something that uh, it's just a, you know, like like how you said, people were writing me off. Like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. What got me through it, because people always ask me, what got what got you through it? And I, I never tried to beat people over the head with religion or anything, because I know everybody has different views. It was God. It was me praying. It was just me saying, there was times where I did want to drink. I remember when I found out my ex had moved on, and you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to just take it, like, Mm-hmm. And it's got to be harder to deal with Difficult. your feelings when you because I don't know how and I, I still can't eat like I used to and I can't drink and you I just gotta, gotta just take them t- that you gotta deal to with face. life on life's terms because you had been sticking your head in the sand about everything I lived and with also it. not t- I mean everybody has their own struggle but mm-hmm. Hollywood is a rejecting oh, beat you, you deal with down an unnatural type of like, level of rejection unnatural level I'd be like and bro are you even good and I got crazy confidence but when you audition and they don't even tell you about things with the hmm. Just and you never hear nothing, man. I'll tell you, audition for that Netflix show, man. And my sister in law works there, so I'm like, I ain't heard back. I ain't heard back. I know it's a good thing. I got it. She came back one day, like, oh no, we started shooting that. <laughs> so what? there was no no callbacks had been made. It's ah ah, you can swallow sadness. Oh man, I'm like, but man. I have followers. Yeah, we and they pick someone with no followers. Not famous. We don't want you. We want him. You yeah. stink at this. <laughs> and there's no other P- way. you. <laughs> and the thing that's crazy, and we sat on the other side of the, right, the table. table. Right. Sometimes it can be like, we really wanted somebody who was 6'4", and he was 6'3". It's never like nothing. Like when you have, and it, talent is the least right. of their concern. Talent, we, I mean, Everybody we got to the that. studio, and I it actually helped me feel so good about it. Because we saw, remember we were casting this one girl, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the main, the lead uh, female character, mm. we saw literally 20 women who, I mean, you literally have your pick of, of whatever. If I wanted a dark skinned woman, I could have her. I want a big girl, thin girl. This girl's more funny. This girl, like, talent was the least of the concern. I think we remember uh, we, we settled on the girl we chose because we wanted her to be like, uh, more around the way feel. Right, right. I mean, oh, we're so. Yeah, we want more of an around the way feel. I remember we didn't pick someone because she was too pretty. That was. I've... Ah, she's too pretty. We'd never believe that Doughboy would have a chance with her. <laughs> remember? Yeah. In the meetings, they were like, that, that just does. And it's like, it that no... person never knows that exactly. their ability was. Has the... nothing to do with it. Of course you could do the role, but we want someone a little bigger or a little thinner. Or, or a little whatever Or a little whatever mm-hmm. But when you don't get that role, you just be like... Hey. It's me, it's me, it's and me. And imagine, bro, there's so much... And I don't even go out for stuff that much. But I, but I stuff don't I do go, go out for, it. I don't get it. 
That's why we're in the office. I was like, you know who can't reject me? Me. me. <laughs> this is my YouTube page. I can get every role I'll make I want the fool in my out of me. <laughs> I get every role, every role in the movie I write. I'll show you Hollywood. But so, uh, but it is an industry that absolutely. So uh, that, that you don't have to deal with that that amount. When I worked at Boeing and like. It's, like it's, at most, you maybe don't get a raise at the time. Right. But it's not like, hey, you're not good at this. Nobody tells you that. When you don't get an audition, somebody said, you're not good enough to get this. Best of luck. <laughs> Remember, some people we passed on went on to TV shows, and we were just and like, ooh, we what do we know? Stupid, yeah, egg on our face. But just over the past 503 days, man, it's just been an awakening. I mean, I feel more in control of my life. Like, I don't oh, you're, miss it at your all. Your clarity of focus, oh. your jokes. Your People have even been telling me that, like, you're funny. I'm like, I'm funny. And it's crazy because you thought you weren't going to be funny I enough. I thought alcohol was making me funny. But if, if you think about it, if you – part of what we do, especially at ADD, it's 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 improv mm-hmm. and it's quickness. And if you're always drunk, you're just right. not going to be as quick as a person who's thinking right. clearly. So when you are off the sauce, you I be thinking of a joke and you're already beating, you're saying it. And then my funniness is be like, be quiet. <laughs> don't already hit you. Don't already hit you. You you will listen to this. Shut up. But um, but it just changes you in so many different ways. And that's why I even wanted to take some time just to even talk about it because the, I feel like it's important. And I know that you always get uncomfortable. When I tell you this, but you, I really in this, I know you say this, you're right. changing the subject. I want to tell so you, no, no, it's, right it's in the, it's and in the Josh. I'm gonna tell you, right? I know you don't uh, feel like this. Mm-hmm. I really don't feel any level of responsibility for your you success. But let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. I I didn't do the work. I right. just all I did is cheer you, like my boy. I got you. Eleven days, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't you. have to deal with the darkness, dark nights of the soul. I just. Hey man, you good? You good? Listen, like that's, that's thing, why man, I think but you're, you're, I just don't want you to put it on me. I think no, no, you did no, 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 no. But that's okay, why bye, that's bye. why it's very, very. We gotta important. cut. We gotta cut. We cutting? No, oh, I just okay. didn't want you to talk about <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. So this is the thing. <laughs> this is what this is what you don't understand about it. Alcoholism is a dark disease. It's like you're in a room by yourself with the lights off all the time, mm. and there's such a light about you that just didn't judge me. Like I, there's so many people who will probably never talk to me again, or just people who just the woman of my dreams just bailed out on me, like. And just to have a friend in you that just won't judge you, that just won't look at you like you're trash and you're not going to make it. And I was at a point where I'm like, I don't even think that I can do this. But my friend does think I can do this. I don't want to let you down. I, so it was just something. It was such a tough time. And I'm like, bro, I'm not making it out of this. Like I started to plan it in my head. Like, how is this going to go down? And then there's this dude that's we're not related. Blood doesn't bind us. I'm sent, and you were going through your own things in life at the time. You're on a full tour. You're a husband. You're a father. Every morning you hit me back on that text, and I, I'm telling you, I hit you, you sometimes when I ain't get it by eleven. Right. Hey, 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 what's hey, up? Like, hey. so it's like oh, I was asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could pull up. So that's the thing, because everybody asks, like, well, did you go to AA? Different, different things work for different people. Your your brotherhood to me definitely helped navigate. I know, I know, I had to do the work, and I get that. But you got to also understand, I didn't think that I could do it. And the fact that you believed in me at a time when I couldn't believe in myself meant the world to me. So then, you know, it went from 30 days sober to 60. Then on my 100 days sober, you took me to this crazy, you know. I regret you that know, wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? Just to hit 100 days. So then, you know, then they hit a Wait, year. Wait, is Nobu 100 days? No, it was no, a year. Was... The year when we hit. Oh, we with Ruth Chris yeah, on 100. Ruth Chris. That's what I'm saying. But just 
that bill was still, you know what I'm saying, some bread. Well, so, they had nothing on Nobu. And, and then uh, at a Nobu year. Nobu would tap, hey, Kev, what's up? Oh, you think you live in? <laughs> and that's the thing. Hit you with Nobu. the gut tip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I got that bill, it was yeah. like the Incredible Hulk punched me in the stomach. Yeah. Like, how much is it? I don't know. <laughs> like, huh. Yeah, but you ain't gonna drink, right? <laughs> I was started drinking. Like, <laughs> I can't deal with the stresses of this meal. Like the kids were looking at me like, "Dad, you okay?" Yeah, I'm just a little woozy. But that's Alyssa what was like. I'm telling you that that support <laughs> was more support than I received. I didn't like nobody was checking like much like how people at the job was like he gonna mess up again. Mm. People in my personal life were the same way, and you were just the one person that was just like, "All right, dog, let's go." And so. Now you know it's, it's at, very at longer. Five hundred and three days. Um, I just feel like a, you know a much better person. And, and I'm I taxing to... you now. Oh yeah, we about now to go to tomorrow. Taking me. Out oh yeah, because we... steak. Zay and Joe, what do you want on the menu? Porterhouse. And that his kids, his kids order like Zay. Zay. Let me tell you who's bougie. Zay. Isaiah Fredericks. Yes. Getting ready to go to Hawaii. Hey, Dad. Just was, was wondering where are we staying? <laughs> the Ritz. Ah. Thanks. No, the other How day. How do you know what the Ritz Carlton is? The other day when I was babysitting and I was like, hey, what do you guys want for lunch? Uh, can we do chilies? Bruh, Carl's Jr. <laughs> Jack in the Box is what it should be. One time I picked them up from school. From school, Doughboy. 3 30. They're both in the car. Would y'all want something to eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Wendy's? Benny Hanna's? Benny who? Lack of lamb. Like, Benny Hanna? Benny Hanna's ain't no 3 30 pull up to Benny Hanna's on a Tuesday. On a but, t- you can't go to Benny Hanna's when it's light outside. But that's good. Of, I feel like more black kids should have that. In no, less. No. I need good. you to. Th- when we were coming up, remember how exciting it was to go to McDonald's? Oh, yeah. That was We a- could go to McDonald's? Oh, my gosh. McDonald's. <laughs> Benny Hanna's? Who asked for that after after, after school snack? Let me the surf and turf, please. I'm Frederick boy. Medium well. <laughs> Do you guys tend to overcook your meats? Or what's on the selection today? Let's see your wine selection. You're at 11. <laughs> just want to see you're what right, your restaurant right. is looking like. You're right, you're right. But no, man, just to encapsulate and put in the envelope, man, anybody out there that's going through that, get some help. Get some professional help. Get a good friend in your life that won't judge you and just know that you can beat it it's i know it seems insurmountable i know it seems impossible but that's one promise that i made to god in that in that in that hospital room i was like man if i make it out of this i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it on the straight and narrow and i'm gonna tell people how i made it through so that's what i wanted to do thank you for allowing me to talk to everybody about this and i am excited enough and happy enough to celebrate 503 days sober, but humble enough to pray for 504. Oh, come on and bless him. Because that's where I'm at in life. Okay. Do you want to do one got to go? Or is I don't really think that we need to. I think it was, do you think we should? Uh, I think that's a good standalone piece. Yeah. This is, no one got to go? Let's just. What's got to go? Hennessy, beer, <laughs> vodka, or tequila? All or of them. <laughs> they all got to go. <laughs> that. Uh, but nah, man. Oh, just like, we can just let him. We talked about some heavy stuff and shouts yeah. to sobriety, man. Shouts, <laughs> don't encourage him. <laughs> Shout. <laughs> Shout out to not. That used to be my little mating call of this used to be sauced up. So yeah, so um, now I'm just I drink a lot of water, and I, I people always ask me too, like how do you stay sober. The first couple of months, Hold on, let me tell you, pick I, your I people, know. places, and things very, very carefully. Like yes. I wouldn't go certain places. I like, remember helping you with that. That part, right. I was just like, "No, you don't even be a, don't even." Because people, man, the people around you were, yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> so trash. Mm-hmm. Just totally inconsiderate of where you were in life. Like, bro, you got to be with people who are not going to, like, people like the people at the job who are like, I'll take you to happy hour. Oh, people yeah. who are like, oh, let's party. Enablers man. is what we call them. Yeah, I remember you were telling mm-hmm. me. Yeah, enablers. You were telling me some people were like, bro, it ain't even that serious. Bro. Exactly. Take a little. Like, I'm trying to remain sober. Take oh, a little yeah. bit of, just take a little sippy sip. Yeah, you good. You ain't really- I remove those people from my life. That's why I'm glad I have people like you in my life, people like Josh, you know what I'm saying, people like Melissa, just people that if they were to even think that I was drinking, be like, yo, well, that would check me about that because yeah. some people will let you slip. So anybody that's going through that, I would just implore you just to get some help. Don't try to do it alone. And don't be ashamed. It's a, This is a disease that feeds off of embarrassment and shame. And so you never want to tell people what's going on because you're ashamed of it. Nah, I speak up about it because if it can help one person get out of it, then it was all worth it. And one thing you said to me, and it's funny because after you told me it, I was like, man, that's such great advice. And then I told you, you're like, I said that? <laughs> no boy said there's so <laughs> certain amount of time and energy everybody has in their life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people think I need more time or more energy. And really, you just need to redirect Your energy. the energy you already have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that is so good because I was like man, that's great, and I could just do this to work out and more videos and stuff. And I told you that. You're like, I said that. <laughs> I, came from I me. think you were drinking when you said it. Yeah. But really, like you being sober hasn't created any more hours in the day for mm-hmm. you. It just makes it. But not wasting hours of the day literally physically drinking and then like the rest of your night where you are, you can't be creative. Or like, exactly. So now you're freaking writing movies. The podcast is, is living. You're back on the stage. Living you know, my like life. You've been steadily getting funnier and funnier on stage. And I told you before, I feel mm-hmm. like no one that I know can touch you on like just conversation-wise, say funny stuff. <laughs> no boy has said the funniest thing on the road this week. <laughs> Texting this girl, man. <laughs> I don't know what this girl did, but no one's like, man, I'm sick of these girls, man. They're all trying to make a fool out of me. I'll be the one to make a fool of myself. <laughs> I laughed for like 30 minutes. You thought I was going to say something really profound. Like, I'll be the one like, to make I'm a fool of myself. Off. I'm going to cut you off, ma'am. Let me do the job for you. <laughs> I'll be the one messing up. I do not need your help. And I had tears in my eyes because, like, I just did. It was so funny. So, anyway, like, I'm really happy for you. Thank you, man. And I'm thank you for having you tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh! Thank you yeah. for, for the part that you did play. You definitely helped me Don't more than you know. Don't talk to me about me. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave your head that. a hot. Your head DZ, is meaty as hell. DZ does that all the time. What up, coach? <laughs> Get your hand off of my head. You report to me. <laughs> While at ADD. Just palm hey, your head. Yeah, yeah. And it always, when I had a fresh shave, it yeah. always makes that like yeah, sound. The, the like, <laughs> get off of me! I, I, I like this. <laughs> Easy does that all the time. Feels I'll good. Sock him. But thank you. Shouts to sobriety. Thank man. you all. Shout out to the right pack. Thank you guys for listening. Hope oh, we, sh- we always forget to mention the bonus episodes and Patreon stuff at the beginning of the episode. Because I wear a stupido. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're still watching by mm-hmm. this point, we have a whole community going over mm-hmm. on the Patreon. YouTube comments work. Over there. Over there. We have, uh, here's a thing that we're going to start doing. Uh, when we start going on the road, we're going to start pulling up and having a little pop-up, come chill with Kevin Doughboys. With the Patreon. Uh, but you're only the Patreon people are going to know where we're at. Mm-hmm. One reason is there's much less people over there. Because if I just did it on my Facebook, it'd be, it'd too, be pandemonium. too many people right. of, and like too much to handle. But the right for you. <laughs> 
The right pack. You think that's funny, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> the right pack is a, a small community of people who really rock with us. They get double the righteous, double the ratchet every week. And we throw up other bonus content. Uh, we release episodes of other shows we do early, mm-hmm. sneak peeks at stuff. Like pretty much whatever we can give out to them early and often we do so please uh, join them join us join us www.righteousandratchet.com five dollars a week gets you double the righteous double the ratchet you can get us eight times a week uh at least so uh rock with us uh next week we will be shooting on location from hawaii in hawaii and this kev- beach gonna get whatever body oh, i give it and kev already seen we was on the road we were shopping he got him a little coconut bra that he gonna have for when he hit the beach I'm already knowing it's gonna be lit. You doing your thing? He gonna be out there, Liddy. So Hawaii, here we go. Doughboy's gonna put an apple in his mouth and lay down, and we're gonna have a luau around him. <laughs> out loud laughs for that. <laughs> Serena, see We'll see y'all next week from Honolulu, Hawaii. I have been Doughboy. Her, I've been kept on, and we're gonna leave leading to the left. It's been right, just right. Bye-bye.